Welcome back to Rants Rock and Reggae. I am Natasha Devine. And today's show is about the big boogeyman. Anti-Semitism. We've been hearing a lot about uh, the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, uh, in the news recently. Um, I guess more so than average. I mean, they try to stay in the media, but this is... Uh, a bigger deal because they've it's been discovered that they were well essentially uh pressuring advertisers to stop advertising on twitter um because twitter somehow promotes anti-semitism or something like that so um i want to have a little discussion about this topic uh because a lot of jews and a lot of non-Jews are confused, misled, and mistaken uh, in thinking that the Anti-Defamation League um, is a representative group of the Jewish people, um, that they speak for the Jews in any way, or that they even represent Jewish values. Um, they are not an organization uh, for the purpose of furthering Jewish ideas. They're not an organization for the purpose of helping Jewish people. They're an organization run by liberals who happen to be Jewish, um, who essentially have been conflating every non-liberal position uh, with the hatred of Jews, which is, of course, nonsense, considering Judaism itself is not liberal, first off. And then, uh, secondarily, politics uh, don't necessarily reflect um, racial and religious views. So somebody could be right, left, center, and have a negative opinion of Jews or Christians or black people or Muslims, any group. That is a separate part of the brain. Now, they may be able to try and link it in together and say, well, my beliefs promote my anti-Semitism or my hatred of this and that based on this. And they try to essentially gaslight you and give you some reasoning um, for their bigotry or whatever. Uh, but there are plenty of non-liberal people uh, who don't have, hold antipathy towards the Jews. So first thing I wanted to address uh, was this word, this big word, anti-Semitism. So according to Wikipedia, let me read this to you. Anti-Semitism is hostility to prejudice towards or discrimination against Jews. Okay, so far, that's generally how it's used, okay. That's not the original meaning, but that's pretty much uh, what people use it to mean. A person who holds such positions is called an anti-Semite. Okay, this is common parlance as well. Anti-Semitism is a form of racism. <laughs> okay, we're gonna stop right there because Jews are not a race. So to say that anti-Semitism is a form 
of racism is essentially anti-Semitic. Uh, so right here, we have a, an anti-Semitic Wikipedia article. I wonder if the ADL is going to go after Wikipedia next. Uh, and then it just goes into the, the history of, of different you know, issues the Jews had um, throughout history, contemporary anti-Semitism, pogroms, things like that. Uh, but what I really wanted to talk about was the origins of the word, okay? The origin of the word uh, anti-Semitism, uh, well, here, I'll just read it to you here. The origin of anti-Semitic terminologies is found in the responses of Moritz Steinschneider to the views of Ernest Renan. As Alex Bean writes, the compound anti-Semitism appears to have been used first by Steinschneider, who challenged Renan on account of his anti-Semitic prejudices, i.e. his derogation of the Semites as a race. Do you see that? You see how the first line told you that anti-Semitism was a form of racism? But when you get down in here, you see that the original challenge to anti-Semitism was the accusation the Jews are a race. That was the first point of contention. Uh, the German word antisemitisch was first used in 1860 by the Austrian Jewish scholar Moritz Steinschneider in the phrase antisemitisch vorurteil, in other words, uh, antisemitic prejudices. And um, he used this phrase to characterize um, how the French philosopher Renan's false ideas uh, were about Semitic races and that they were inferior to quote unquote Aryan races. So we see we have a problem right there with, with, with the word because Jews are an ethno-religious group. Anybody who is dedicated and believes can convert and become a Jew. So when you hear like people saying, oh, uh, the Jews do not uh, recognize converts or they view uh, Gentiles as animals, that, that's all a bunch of lies uh, created by people who don't like, don't understand and uh, really have clearly no desire to do any research on Judaism. Uh, obviously, if Jews were a race, you couldn't convert. If we considered the nations of the world to all be animals, we wouldn't accept converts from them. Do you see what I'm saying? So let's get back uh, here, though. I digress. So the use of this Semitismus was followed by a coining of antisemitismus, which was used to indicate opposition to the Jews as a people and in opposition to the Jewish spirit. And this was by Wilhelm Marr, German journalist. And he essentially um, wrote books that tried to intellectualize uh, hatred of Jews. And the word anti-Semitism, anti-Semitismus was trying to be intellectual. Uh, it sounded better than Judenhass, Jew hate. It was more palatable to uh, the 
university set. So understand that I don't like this word. It's a German created word. And it implies uh, to a lot of people uh, something racial. And uh, I prefer to use the original term, Jew hate, Yidenhas. So now we're going to watch a video about a rabbi uh, that I know. And he is very uh, interesting character. But let's check out some of his viewpoints. And this is an Orthodox Chabad rabbi. Let's check out some of his viewpoints on so-called anti-Semitism. And when people get called anti-Semites for expressing uh, views outside of the mainstream liberal narrative. Controversy, media-driven controversy about Marjorie Taylor Greene. She said, you know, some of the effect that the mandatory vaccines are like the gold stars, similar to the gold stars in Nazi Germany. Uh, people have, you know, pilloried her for being anti-Semitic. What are your thoughts on, on Marjorie's stance? I mean, I, I agree with her 100. percent I, I, um, I believe that it. Well, actually, I think it's the uh, yellow star, actually, to be more precise. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's the the um, uh, um, a policy uh, excluding people. For not complying to any sort of medical policy is uh, is is definitely right out, right out of the Nazi playbook. I mean, I, I like to uh, remind people, um, and I actually lost um, ancestors in in the Holocaust. Um, I like to remind people that the uh, the Holocaust the the the, uh, the Holocaust was perpetrated in the name of public health. I mean, it was the that was the you know Jews and Gypsies and other uh, genetically inferior people, so to say. They were accused of um, of being of being more of a risk for spreading disease, and there was a typhus outbreak at the time. And uh, that that was under that pretense. That's how Jews were marginalized, and how they were they were forced into ghettos and ultimately put on cattle cars. They said they were being taken to be to be uh, you know to be to be to be uh, um, what's the word to be cleansed and and uh, you know um, the the, the um, uh, um, can't think of the right word uh, disinfected. And they were actually that's how Jews were actually led to enter enter gas chambers. They were told that they're being they're going to be showered and become more you know for 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 for, for public health. I mean. So the whole the whole thing was carried out in, in, in you know under the guise of public health, and um, this this current policy this I mean I, I'll t- I'll tell you the truth, Shane. I I, I believe that all, all vaccine mandatory vaccines are unjust and un-American and unethical. Um, I've been speaking out about it for the past two years, uh, even before COVID. Okay, so as you see there, that is um, an Orthodox rabbi. The texts at the beginning are from his uh, Telegram channel, 
where he's talking about, uh, you know, abandoning the, the use of that word anti-Semitism for the reasons that I just discussed. Um, and also linking it in there, he discussed how comparing the coronavirus um, tyranny to Nazi Germany is not actually far-fetched. Um, he is accurate in saying that the Holocaust began, you know, under the guise of public health. Okay. So keep that in mind and compare that to uh, this uh, video uh, with some positions from the ADL. Check it. Check it. Check it out. Check it. 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 So, um, as you see, the ADL went hard uh, on trying to say that uh, comparisons between the uh, COVID and the mandates uh, and the Holocaust were just dead wrong, inaccurate, and apparently offensive. They, they went pretty hard on that. Uh, as you also see, uh, they supported medical mandates uh as you see there some sort of adl lesson plans i don't know what schools are supposedly using this uh for third to seventh graders on why and how we should wear masks and they completely ignored all of the science uh showing that mask wearing uh, for long periods of time is actually dangerous for everyone and instead, they put a little note how mask wearing is dangerous for some people, apparently only black people, uh, because racism, because people will think you're robbing the store. If that's not fucking racist, I don't know what is. I mean, it's it might be dangerous for black people to wear a mask because white people will think you're robbing the store. That just sounds fucking crazy to me. Um, but you see very sharp contrast in positions on uh, somebody who is a teacher of the Jewish people, a rabbi, and somebody who speaks to the public, presenting, uh, pretending to represent the Jewish people. Um, I'm going to play a little bit more of uh, Rabbi Green here, and this is from uh, his, I believe his Rumble channel. Check out this video. I'm not going to play the whole video, but have a look. I, I really truly see a parallel and the parallel is really undeniable. I, I feel that any objective person should be morally outraged by by any time a government or corporations band together to trample on individual human liberties. I see this as a as a moment a moment of truth for humanity.
what we're see clearly seeing here is a replay of, of the same uh, telltale signs of what precipitated the Holocaust in the 1930s. The marginalization of a minority, or identifying the minority as a threat to public health or a threat to a, a public health risk. Um, that is exactly what Goebbels did. And the, that was the, the right out of the Nazi playbook, may their names be erased. And there is nothing more morally reprehensible than government or authority of any kind declaring a human being and other human, innocent human beings as a public health risk. And it doesn't matter if these people claim to be doing so innocently for the greater good, because this, that's what Nazis did as well. But that doesn't justify marginalization, persecution and apartheid and, and ultimately uh, you, you know, eugenics policy targeting um, innocent human beings. And, and, and what, we're, what we're seeing nowadays is precisely that. But for the last 80, 70 some years, we're, we're, we're chanting never again, we'll never allow this and we, and we can never allow the marginalization of a minority ever again. Those same uh, liberal organizations are doing exactly that. Just recently, there was a, uh, a Jewish woman who, was a, who herself was also a Holocaust survivor who was asked to speak at an event in Turo College for Yom HaShoah, for Holocaust Memorial Day. And she was, she was then, they canceled her because she could not show her vaccine papers. Can you imagine? And this was done at Turo College. This is an, an Orthodox Jewish institution. And, and they, they have become the, the um, purveyors, modern day purveyors of tyranny, of, of persecution and, and marginalization of a minority. What we're seeing now is that, that it's not just the, 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 the prelude, as you said, to the Holocaust. We are witnessing genocide happening right now, global genocide. We are witnessing right now, I don't know if, you're, if your viewers are aware of what's, what's, what has been occurring in Shanghai and, and what governments around the world are doing to people. People are, people are literally being left to die and they're being locked into their homes. They're being denied uh, nutrition, hydration, uh, access to medical care in the name of, of, of combating an amorphous, invisible disease. You know, and that's exactly what the Nazis were doing, which had, which had no had no scientific substantiation. And, and that's really the issue here now. And I, this is what I appeal to people. I appeal to people, to scientists and people who work in the medical field, that you have an opportunity after 70 some years to atone for the Holocaust by, by doing what? And by no longer standing by in compl complicity or collaboration with genocide, with eugenics, with persecution of a minority, with scapegoating a minority. And this is what our elected and unelected officials are doing, blaming the unvaccinated. It's like blaming the, the, the un-Aryan. It's the same thing. It just has a clever twist to it. It's the same thing. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, if you have watched the show, y'all know I agree with that position that he just expressed. Uh, and I believe that that is a, uh, a, a Torah position. I believe that is a Jewish viewpoint that he's presenting, very valid uh, viewpoint. So meanwhile, um, that rabbi had uh, some serious harassment going on from uh, the local authorities in Massachusetts um, due to him uh, being so vocal against the vaccine, not getting his kids vaccinated, um, not going through you know what the the system wants you to treat your kids a certain way and uh god wants another way so he went with what the way the god said and uh essentially they they went after this guy so they had some protests 
Um, and here's just a little bit of footage. So as you see, uh, people organized to support Rabbi Green, uh, who had been uh, signing religious exemption uh, forms uh, to help people um, during the vaccine mandates. And he had already been doing this before COVID uh, regarding other uh, potentially dangerous medical interventions. But I look at this and I see the government singling out a Jewish family as a public health risk just like they did during the Holocaust threatening him to the point where local people, friends from his congregation and other people who were not part of his congregation just local people uh, were incensed enough to go with signs and go out and protest and even go into the DCF building and get in their faces. Where was the ADL? Where's the ADL during this? Oh, I'm sorry. They were busy doing As our like, special coverage like this, continues, right? we are joined by a guest we're going to hear from for the first time. Jonathan Greenblatt runs the Anti-Defamation League. We should note the New York Times has reported on some of the anti-Semitism at issue here, I think we have this. We'll take a look here. Miss Green circulating and endorsing a seemingly endless array of, quote, hate speech and conspiracy theories rooted in, among other things, quote, Islamophobia and anti-Semitism. Uh, you've been patiently waiting, and I only have about uh, two and a half minutes here because we were following the breaking news. Um, but walk us through that piece uh, of her history. Look, it shouldn't surprise us that anti-Semitism, a raw hatred of the Jewish people, is at the core of these conspiratorial ideas. And from her claim that Charlottesville was an inside job to further the agenda of the elites, to the preposterous idea that there were Jewish space lasers causing forest fires in California, to the recently unearthed video where she talked about an unholy alliance between capitalists and Zionist supremacists. I mean, Ari, she literally is breaking new ground in anti-Semitism, stringing together so many crazy ideas, it's hard to keep track. But the one thing we know is the place she doesn't belong is on a committee with any influence in the U.S. Congress, or I dare say any government body. QAnon is a danger, and the people who adhere to these lunatic ideas don't belong in policymaking roles where, again, people's lives are at stake. QAnon is relatively... Okay. 
so you heard that nonsense. Now I'm I'm not a fan of Marjorie Taylor Greene. I've roasted her many times for dumb things she said, Jewish space lasers or whatever. Uh, but every person who's a moron isn't a threat to the fucking Jews. Okay, she's an idiot. She misspeaks. She's from the South. She's not highly educated. She's just a regular girl next door. Sometimes she says shit wrong. A lot of times she does. She's blonde. Okay. She just says stuff and then it just comes out and then she's like, oh, whoops, you know. <laughs> um, and furthermore, the reason why he was on the show, which was at the head of it, was the thing that uh, Rabbi Green was talking about was comparing the mandates to the Holocaust. Now, Rabbi Green clearly showed in both of the videos I showed you of him, the similarities um, and, and the problems with using public health as an excuse uh, to single out people. But yet Greenblatt seems to back up not only the tyranny, but the idea that anybody uh, comparing it to other tyranny in the past uh, basically is crazy conspiracy theorists and apparently the ADL is supposed to now decide who belongs in government, who belongs on committees. No, the people from her district decide who belongs in Congress representing their fucking district. I wouldn't vote for her. I'm not in her fucking district either. Okay, she represents the people of her district, then let her be in fucking Congress. You don't have to agree with everyone that's in there, okay? The ADL is not in any position to be going on to media and television and telling people who belongs in government and who doesn't. That's tyranny. Especially people speaking against tyranny are the ones that he's saying should not be in government. That's like double tyranny. That's like tear, tear, re, re, nee, nee. Fuck. He was also busy doing shit like this. And this right now is Jonathan Greenblatt, Anti-Defamation League's CEO. Good morning to you. Uh, I thought you had a, a, a decent relationship with Elon Musk. We've had a number of conversations yeah. over the last uh, several months where you've come on and been supportive. So what, what, what happened here? Well, so let's step back, right? <clears throat> so I had a meeting last week with Linda Yaccarino, the new CEO of Twitter, right. right, at her request. And we had a very frank and productive conversation. I tweeted afterwards about that fact that we had a frank and productive conversation, as I've had with Elon Musk in the past. And then that triggered a number of white supremacists to organize this hashtag campaign, Ban the ADL. And you've got to understand, and we're used to this at the ADL, we regularly get attacked by the right and the left, but this campaign went viral very quickly with white supremacists, you know, hardened anti-Semites and other people spreading it across the service. And it literally was a trending topic over the course of the weekend. Do you fundamentally believe that Elon Musk is anti-Semitic? I have never said Elon Musk is anti-Semitic. I've been on this show and said that I didn't think he was anti-Semitic. And I don't think Twitter as a platform is anti-Semitic. And as we've said here, hate speech is the price of free speech. But let's acknowledge that when Elon Musk and the platform bring people, hardened anti-Semites, back on, 
when they validate their rantings, when they algorithmically amplify them and allow it to spread. Like, Andrew, here's the thing. I have to deal with, as a head of the ADL, the real world consequences. So just put this in context. In the last few years, we've seen a historic rise of anti-Semitic acts of harassment, vandalism, and violence. Over the past month, we've seen dozens and dozens of swattings of synagogues, bomb threats against Jewish institutions. This past weekend, we had Nazis march out in the open in Florida. It looked like a scene from Charlottesville. So the truth is, is that our community is vulnerable. People are on edge. And when Elon Musk is amplifying these people, like, it's very problematic. How out there are you, publicly and behind the scenes, talking to advertisers and telling them, do not advertise on this platform? Are you doing that? We are not out there publicly or privately talking to advertisers. They will make the decisions that they want to. Frankly, it's true, we did call for a pause back in November right. after the acquisition. And then since then, since that initial statement, what we are doing is engaging with the management of the company, trying to help them make it better. Have you had any conversations with Linda Yaccarino since this weekend? We've like exchanged this- text messages. And what? <laughs> is it- Look, it's hard for me to understand exactly what's happening over there. I understand they have a big business problem. I mean, Elon tweeted something I didn't know, that the advertising revenue is down 60%. But look, brands are big boys and girls. They will make their own decisions. I mean, let's be clear here. Like, this is the wealthiest man in the world running one of the most powerful media platforms on the planet. We're a nonprofit here in New York. So I think figuring out, like, who has the power in this relationship, it's pretty clear to me. Jonathan, how, how, how do you do, rectify these two things? Zero tolerance. Go deeper into that. Let's, let's, let's touch on three things that he said there. First of all, uh, he right away labeled everyone who made ban the ADL trend as white supremacists and hardened anti-Semites. Apparently I'm a white supremacist and a hardened anti-Semite because I fucking boosted the hell out of that fucking hashtag. <laughs> and lots of other Jews did too. Okay? And lots of other people speech and don't hate Jews maybe just don't approve of the ADL's methods were also on there. Secondly, he laid out the biggest uh, falsehood that I've ever heard on television uh, from an individual regarding their own behavior. And that was that he has to deal with the real life consequences of anti-Semitism. No, the fuck you don't, John Greenblatt. Stop lying. You are a wealthy man. You have a security detail. You work for a, a very, very public organization. And anybody who messes with you, they know that they will get the full length of the law stick beating them down. So please do not play games and act like you experience real anti-Semitism. Reading fucking rude tweets is not experiencing anti-Semitism, sir. I hate to break it to you, but there are people that experience job loss, physical attacks, uh, fucking harassment on the phone, 
uh, harassment uh, in their mail, pictures of uh, dead Jews being left in mailboxes, uh, vandalism of their homes. You haven't had any of that ever and you never will. That is the real life consequences of anti-Semitism. And you know when those real life consequences come is when the fucking ADL gets the most active because they speak as if they represent the Jews. So therefore, when they go out and say ridiculous things like everything that he just said right there to stupid people, that's the Jews talking. That's the mouthpiece for the Jews right there. That's what they believe it is, it's that guy. He's not the mouthpiece for the Jews. But he, he thinks he is. And then for him to downplay his influence, well, you know, that guy's the richest guy in the world and we're just a nonprofit here in New York. You're not a New York organization. You're a national organization and you have people all over the fucking world supporting you. All right? Money is power in one sense, yes. But influence is not the same as money and you can have a hell of a lot of influence without a lot of money. And the ADL happens to have a lot of money. So they have exponential influence. For the idea that somebody might get deleted on Twitter, it's not a big deal. They'll move on with their life. Ah, I got my Twitter deleted, fuck Twitter, ha ha ha. Somebody gets canceled publicly by the ADL they're not fucking going back to work in a normal state the next day. They're not having a fucking normal life anymore. They're going to be treated like a Nazi. You might have people attack them on the street. You might have people uh, do anything to them because they believe that this person was the threat just like Hitler. This is what the ADL is doing. They are promoting anti-Semitism by promoting anti-Jewish views and then telling everyone in the world that this is a Jewish viewpoint. As you saw in the previous video, that uh, LGBTQ uh, equality is a priority for the ADL. What does that have to do with the Jews? What does that have to do with the Jewish people? That's a Greco-Roman lifestyle promoted by the people who called it Palestine, but yet you're the one going around telling everybody who's anti-Zionist is also an anti-Semite. Make up your mind, bro. You can't have gay and anti-Palestine at the same time because they're the same fucking thing. This man is probably the worst representative that the ADL has had in its existence because he's the most media savvy and he's the most connected with the government. Uh, namely Obama. Uh, but and you can Google that for yourself. Don't trust me on that. Uh, the problem um, with people who hate Jews is that they have an obsession, right? They're obsessed with a Jew. They think that the Jew uh, is some type of threat to them. Uh, it's, you know, it's like a, it's a type of uh, paranoia that is, it, it just, it, it takes up their whole being. 
you know. Um, so when you're saying that these people are, you know that these people are that way, people who actually are hardened anti-Semites, as you call them, Jew haters. Why do you keep giving them so much ammunition? Why do you keep conflating every uh, thing? You know, everybody at uh, Charlottesville was a white supremacist. Not everybody. Yes, there were white supremacists there. Yes, there are definitely Nazis there. And I'm not trying to uh, quote Trump's, uh, they're very good people uh, on both sides. But I, to be honest, I, I'm sure there were. There was nobody good people on the Nazi side. But there wasn't just two sides at Charlottesville. There were many, many different groups all there to represent their causes. Um, now, what went on there, yeah, it was bad. A guy drove over, you know, drove into a crowd, and then a bunch of people piled on some girl, and she died. Okay, that's not a good thing. That's, that's bad. That's sad. Yes, I understand that. That doesn't make everybody who was in attendance you know, an accessory to the murder, okay? Uh, generalization of people in groups uh, is actually, uh, believe it or not, against Judaism. So when he does this, not only is he not being actively for the Jewish people, he's going actively against Judaism. And same thing with this promoting the LGBTQ stuff, you know. Um, I don't have a, you know, a personal problem with people being that way, but I know for sure that it is a Greco-Roman lifestyle and it's not Jewish. Simple as. I don't know what the fuck the ADL has every other group on their mind, but the Jews. But yet, Every accusation that they yell is about anti-Semitism. There's so much anti-Semitism in the world. Anti-Semitism, every time he does an interview, he's talking about anti-Semitism. But if you go on their website, it's all gay and black. Two groups of people that happen to have large amounts of anti-Semites among them. So, you see what I'm saying? Uh, there uh, is another thing uh, beyond the ADO uh, that they call themselves uh, Stop Anti-Semites. And they're like a low budget uh, version of ADL. They just, uh, they go on every platform and try to dox people that they consider to be anti-Semites and they put everybody from RFK Jr. Uh, to just, it's just anybody, Elon Musk, you know. Um, you know, but here, stop anti-Semites uh, on X Twitter. Um, RFK Jr. is an anti-Semite, we brought receipts. Uh, he visited Louis Farrakhan. Uh, he compared Anne Frank's experiences to the COVID-19. Uh, see how they keep using that? See how it's cool for the government to act like Nazis, and if you don't fucking agree, you're an anti-Semite? I, 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 don't, I don't understand this. 
So somebody responded, I'm Jewish, I'm curious. Has Stop Anti-Semites ever retracted an accusation to investigate further or admitted it made a mistake and apologize? So I responded that no, they post misinformation and false accusations almost daily and never have retracted or apologized for lying, doxing people or any of the foul behavior that is clearly Lashon Hara, which means the evil tongue, uh, and Asur Be'araita, which means uh, forbidden by Torah. I'm 100% convinced that there is no one Jewish behind this so-called Jewish group. Uh, and then we had another um, thing a few years back called the JIDF, which was actually run uh, by a guy I, I met. And, and I told him it was stupid. I personally told him, hey, man, this is, this is stupid. Jewish Internet Defense Force? The fuck is that? Just be a good Jew if you're on the internet. You know, you can argue with people uh, regarding their anti-Semitic positions, but I mean, just to make an entire website and organization out of looking for anti-Semitism, like a mini ADL, uh, it almost just seems like a, a mental schism because if you're continually looking for something, you're gonna find it, right? Um, if I'm trying to see, uh, you know, some racism in there, I, I can try and, you know, label something as covertly racist, you know, it's, you just need to deal with things when they approach you, when they present, not this, oh, well, we're going to preemptively, uh, halt the bad behavior or something. It's a, it's a fantasy. It's not realistic, and it's an anti-Jewish viewpoint. So there's another thing. Um, from WikiLeaks. AI culture wars. Israeli government launched video of Twitter, Facebook, Command Center, which monitors all posts for anti-Semitism with artificial intelligence, then last with intelligence and law enforcement in a certain European country or other officials. So this is 100% against Judaism. Uh, number one, it says, largest complaints in a certain European country. Well, certain European country that has something to do with law enforcement and anti-Semitism would be Germany. Germany is the country where displaying something that might be considered Nazi is illegal. So you, you heard this right. Jews have built a command center to report people to the Germans. Let that sink in for a minute. Has it sunk in yet? Jews have made a command center to turn people in to the Germans for, for wrong thing and wrong speech. This is a Shanda. What's a Shanda? That's that's an embarrassment to the, to the Jews. Um, this 100% goes against Jewish values, obviously. Um, number one, it's Lashon Hara. Uh, and you might ask, well, what the fuck is that? I don't know Hebrew. What does that mean? So Lashon Hara literally tra translates as negative or evil speech. But it's usually referring to gossip and slander, meaning, uh, you know, words carry potential harm 
and uh, they can destroy people's lives, right? If you tell people that so-and-so is this, like I said, somebody might hurt them because of that if they uh, believe that way. Uh, number two, most of these reports will be false uh, because it's using AI. All right, first of all, which isn't to the level yet that it can discern intention, all right? And what we're talking about here is discerning intention. If somebody says something with the word Jew in it, and then it, uh, somewhere else in the paragraph, there's a negative word, most likely the AI is going to mark that as an anti-Semitic post because it has something to do and Jew in the same thing. So meaning tons of Jews are going to be marked as anti-Semites when they say that, oh, Jews need to be doing this. If they, you know, in, in, if this technology existed in, in the biblical times, every single prophet would have been turned into the Germans because they criticized the ways that the Jews were behaving. Uh, so that's spreading lies, which is forbidden in Judaism. And then it makes a negative judgment on people without the benefit of the doubt. And that is something that a lot of people are not really thinking about. Uh, but let me read a little bit of Talmudic wisdom for you. Rather than tell us, don't judge others. Jewish tradition accepts that judging is built into human nature. Jewish teachings are also aware that often, unfortunately, our default judgment of others can be negative. Judaism therefore teaches, when you judge, give others the benefit of the doubt. This advice is considered so important that it's listed in the Talmud Shabbat 127a as one of the six behaviors that benefit us both in this world and in Olam Haba, the next world. Okay, so the ADL apparently wants no place in the world to come because they are judging people negatively based on false information from a machine. Everything about this is demonic. This is not Jewish in any way, shape, or form. A machine is telling you to hurt other people, and they're fucking doing it. These are the problems with technology. It's never the technology. It's the people. It's the people using the technology for evil things. I just the idea that Jews are going to turn people into the German government for wrong speech should really fucking scare you, especially if you're Jewish, especially if you're Jewish. Um, but think about it this way. All of these people they go in the media like this and talk about racism and anti-Semites. They're making money off of it. There isn't a huge amount of, uh, you know, ADL volunteers or something or stop anti-Semites volunteers. Yeah, they might have people, uh, you know, on social media who send them tips and things like that. Oh, this happened in New York City. Oh, this happened in Florida, whatever. But in reality, the entire idea, yes, it's a nonprofit organization, but they get paid. He's not just doing that out of the goodness of his heart, which I don't see much of. Uh, 
But Yom Kippur is coming up. It's next Monday. If you are John Greenblatt and you're watching this, or you're probably not, but if you are involved in the ADL and you have been supporting them, uh, hit yourself in the chest a couple of times on Yom Kippur for that because you were supporting a demonic organization. Now, the original purpose uh, of the ADL, it was formed, uh, as you may know, in the aftermath of the Leo Frank case. Uh, maybe he was innocent. There's a possibility he wasn't. It was somebody to go out to me. That is not the important part of the story. Uh, what matters to me is that the ADL was born out of this turmoil of, uh, you know, people, basically the public showing anti-Semitism in a violent way in the streets, you know, uh, uh, effigies of Jews and things like that. Um, well, I feel like they're looking for that still. They're looking for that type of violent uprising that just happened in like one week. And they're looking for that all the time. They think that's everywhere. It's just below the surface at every fucking uh, right wing event or every time somebody's, uh, you know, everybody's white in the place and nobody's Jewish or something like that. You know, they think that that is a real threat when it's not. Uh, but they seem to be overlooking the fact that the more the ADL is, is vocal in trying to shut down speech, the more people are going to have anti-Semitic quote unquote speech. They're gonna say, oh, that fucking Jew, uh, John Greenblatt, he's an asshole, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're just, it's, you made it the issue when it wasn't already the issue, John. Okay. And anti-Semitism, what is it? It's a word. In the end, anti-Semitism is a word used to describe uh, an attitude, but it's a word used by people who are coming from a certain perspective that the Jew and the German are some type of you know, are in some type of eternal struggle or, you know, the Jew and the, the Gentile of Europe or whatever are in some sort of eternal struggle, which, you know, we're not. Uh, they are, the, the ADL is basically promoting divisiveness. And I can't tell if it's on purpose or not. I really cannot tell the intention of uh, Jonathan Greenblatt. And, you know, just to make a point, I'm a fairly intelligent person. I'm, I'm literate and I, and I can read faces and words. And uh, if I can't tell his intention, 
and a lot of other people can't tell his intention. Do you think the AI is going to be good at uh, indicating anti-Semitic intention? Not yet it's not, and I hope it never becomes that, because that would mean that it's being programmed to specifically monitor and critique human thought. Uh, so no, I'm going to say that's a big fat no to that uh, AI is really uh, command center for social media. It's ridiculous. And, um, you know, if the Palestinians blew that specific building up, I wouldn't really feel the ad. I wouldn't like be like, oh, damn, those Palestinians that time. I'd be like, man, see, they're getting smarter. <laughs> well, in any case, uh, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. It's running a little bit long, but I think you get the point. The ADL is not fighting anti-Semitism. Uh, and while anti-Semitism is real, uh, a lot of these Jewish groups are gaslighting and essentially making a new focus on liberal issues and narrative breakers rather than actual anti-Semites. You know, those neo-Nazis in Florida were the first actual anti-Semites I've heard him mention in a long time. Everybody else is like somebody he's calling an anti-Semite. So uh, definitely uh, look into uh, Rabbi Michael Green. It's Westboro Rabbi dot uh, substack dot com. And uh, look into the history of the ADL and look into their behavior on Twitter and other platforms and see if you really believe that anything they're doing is helping the Jewish people. Enjoy this advertisement for an amazing book. Good night. Talking my book here. If you go to books.fightwing.com and get yourself a copy of The Devil Dragon. It's the biography of Vlad the Impaler, the actual biography. The real story, what happened, laid out in beautiful font to explain to people that Vlad was actually an Orthodox Christian. It has maps inside that fit the era to give you a good perspective on the book itself. Books.fightwing.com. This is my first book on Fightwing Press. It's about Vlad the Impaler. Get one! Are you tired of being bullied for having a whack-ass boring wardrobe? Answer is simple. Get some style. Stop dressing like a chump. Get you some stylish gear from Fight Wing. T-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, and much, much more. Merch.fightwing.com Look around and get rid of that whack-ass t-shirt you're wearing. You know you want to join the cool kids gang? Fightwing.com now! Can you define hate speech? Sir, this is a really hard question.
then and I think it's one of the reasons why we struggle with it. There are certain definitions that that we that we have around um, 